Thank you for joining us again at Cancer Perspective. We're happy that you're back. Today, we're going to talk about talking to your cancer team. What's the etiquette? Who do I call when I have many different comorbidities? Who do I call when I have more than one diagnosis? You may have cancer, but you also may have diabetes. You may have cancer, but you also may have heart disease or COPD. And you have more than one medication. You have more than one person on your overall healthcare team. Sometimes your cancer doctor is the least of your concerns. You may have had a diagnosis of a very early form of cancer. But when do you call your cancer doctor or your oncology team? First of all, always, always, always a sign of infection or sign of dehydration because we know those are two things that will get you sent to the hospital more frequently than other symptoms. Why you become dehydrated or why you developed an infection are all unknowns right now. You can have an infection of your left little toe that has nothing to do with cancer or your cancer treatment, but your cancer team, if you're actively being treated, is going to want to know about it. If you're actively being treated for cancer and you see your cancer team more than a couple times a month, then you are most likely going to benefit from calling that team first. That's because you may not recognize when a symptom is a COPD exacerbation or when COPD has flared, or if it is the development of pneumonia due to the cancer treatments you're on or your immobility from your cancer diagnosis. Because in the beginning, you may not recognize those differences or understand how things fit together, it is never wrong to call your oncology team. They will then help direct you to the the correct team. If you have prostate cancer and you were working on your job and you hurt your shoulder, Most likely, your cancer team will direct you to orthopedics or your primary care to help with improving your shoulder mobility. Your health matters, and that's why it is not uncommon for a cancer team to get phone calls and direct you to some other facility. But it's also not a wrong thing for you to reach out to your cancer team first. If you know for sure that, well, I fell and I twisted my ankle, then you probably don't need to contact your cancer team first. But the next time you see them, you update them and say, you know what, I fell, I twisted my ankle, they put me in this boot. And then your cancer team might say, well, did they do any x-rays? I'd like to see the x-rays to make sure there wasn't any pathologic problem from a broken bone. I have had patients who have gone to prompt care or the ER for a really bad case of mouth sores or a skin reaction that were directly related to their cancer treatment and should have contacted the cancer team first. But again, whatever feels right at the time, you're not going to get yelled at for not calling the cancer team first 
just trying to give you some guidelines to understand where your cancer team fits in your overall health. When should you go to the emergency room? Well, anything that's not controlled and that can't wait a couple hours for an answer from any one of your teams. If you cannot control your diarrhea, then you may become dehydrated too soon. Whether that diarrhea is related to a bad burrito that you ate or your treatment for your cancer, it is not wrong to get to the emergency room and ask them to help get you back under control. If the emergency room team feels it's necessary to involve your cancer team, they will reach out to them at that point. But my cutoff is if you can't wait two to four hours for an answer from any one of your healthcare teams, then that's a trip to the emergency room. Within the practice I work with, we are very quick to get to our messages. And we think two hours is a very long time to respond to any message. But there are many different types of practices out there. And oftentimes you'll hear messages that say, oh, if you leave a message after noon, don't expect a phone call till the next day. So understand how your team works and ask them these questions as well. When do you want me to call? And again, from mine, it's always, always, always signs of infection or signs of dehydration, whether that infection or dehydration is related to your cancer or not. These are things that will impact your health and your ability to continue with your plan of care and need to be dealt with very quickly. When you do call your cancer team, almost always you're not going to get your physician. I do know of physicians that give their personal email out and will email back directly to the patient Physicians have very different types of schedules, so understand that an email that you send out to a physician that does email directly to the patient may not be as timely as you need. Again, if you're asking your team how do they prefer communication, email, text, telephone, is there a portal that is monitored? And how long should you expect an answer from one of those sources? That's going to help you direct when to call and who to call. Most often, as I said, you will not be talking directly to the physician, at least at first. Most often you have to leave your name and number with somebody either by the portal directly linking that information to the responder to your question or concern, typing it in on an email or a text or saying it to either a live person or a voicemail recording. Your name and your number is extremely important for response because again, most often you're not placed on hold for a moment and get directly to your physician or provider. Most often you, again, will not be linked directly to your provider. Providers often are seeing patients as well as taking phone calls and messages and will get back to you either personally or through somebody else within your team. Leaving as much information either with the person that's taking a message or 
on the portal or typing it in an email or text is important in order to get things right the first time. The information is meant to help you not to pry into your life. Sometimes asking very personal questions about a person's poop might seem quite embarrassing if they're going into more detail. How many, what does it smell like? Can seem very weird at some times, but believe me, can be important at other times. So bear with the person that is left to deal with how many more questions you might get asked in order to best support whatever your needs are. Remember that your team is trying to help. And if they do direct you to another team or another facility, it is not because they are trying to pawn you off onto somebody else that they don't want to deal with whatever issue you're going through but it's based on their knowledge of how best to support you when you need it. Trust that your team really wants to do what's right for you. Providing information, but also asking how would your team like you to communicate with them is an important part of getting to know your team. We've talked about calling your cancer team In the next episode, I'd like to talk about how to talk to other people about what you're going through, how caregivers and family members can communicate with the person diagnosed with cancer. This was a short episode about communication. We have many short episodes about communication, but I feel that they are very important, especially the beginning of your cancer journey. So I'm getting them out early. In upcoming episodes, we're also going to talk about staging and prognosis, and we'll talk about treatment and side effects and management of those side effects, all coming out fairly quickly. Thank you for joining us. I know that there's a lot of information, and so we're just taking tiny bites out of this giant elephant. And again, don't eat elephants. But thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time that you spend with Cancer Perspective. We want to help you through this. We want to be there during this journey. Thank you. Take care and spread kindness.